Hi, this is Chiezan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokozan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you. Intention, not results. The rest of the world is trying to get results, squeeze results, batter things so they get a result, push on this to get a result, manipulate this, turn it upside down, hammer on it. No respect for the situation as it is. No respect for what's showing up in your mind stream, what's showing up in your life, what's showing up in the world, what's showing up, what's showing up. What's showing up is, is what it is, not something for you to beat up on based on your misunderstood Buddha nature. To think, thinking you're, that's all narcissism is, it's just misunderstanding, a really big one that could end this whole planet, let alone your particular chance to see your true nature. So intention. Put all the energy you have energy, if you got some, use some of it to get to the bathroom, get to the gym if that's what you're doing, get to the yoga studio, get to the meditation cushion, and use the rest of that energy to intend to see what this is. Put your energy in it, intend, intend to see what it is for yourself. Don't believe anything I say or anything anybody says. Don't do what you're told. Don't do what you're told, but consider what is happening look at what happens or what is occurring there without jumping immediately on a judgment of it. Sometimes called patience. Don't do anything unless you have to do it. Unless you are, you could even say forced by independent origination. You're going to have to do that. You're going to have to get married. You're going to have to get a divorce. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to. You are going to have to do certain things that arise. So intention, put your energy on that. One of the, not one, but many, many forms in Buddhism are about returning to the original intention. Return to the intention. That's what I say, why it is said. Refuge in the Buddha. I take refuge in the Buddha as someone who is not nuts, not crazy. I'm going I'm to use that as an example. The Buddha is the life of the Buddha. The nearest contact you may have with that, other than historically or culturally or all the storybook situations that are available, is your personal teacher, who is not the historical Buddha. But if they are a true teacher, teaching out of what they see, not out of what they think, not out of the need to control someone, the need to have a flock, the need to have followers, then this person is an emanation of the Buddha. It's the way of talking about it because they're not the same, but they're not different. Don't believe that. Don't worship that or believe that, but return to it, return to it, return. If you're, if you're just returning to it, it'll vanish. You just return to it, it'll vanish. You're not maintaining it. That's called a path. You could say it's a footstep. The foot returns to the ground. And then it leaves the ground. Then a foot returns to the ground. You need two of them. So don't get rid of duality. Don't get rid of anything in order to accomplish something, to get a result. I used to be pretty crazy about it. Now I'm really, really sane. Really, really see really clearly. Now, do you think you see clearly? Well, go ahead. See if that works. As I say over and over again, you need to see this yourself. You're using... This teacher, this teaching, and this community, you could say you're using that as a support so that you can stop spinning in circles. How do you do that? You don't just stop spinning in circles. You observe the circles and you watch them stop going in circles. Because then you start to see what it is that's going in circles. There isn't anything there. So it's not about stopping the circles. It's about seeing, who are, who, who are you? Who, is there a personhood there? It's interesting that if you really see, you really see what this is, the person is still there just as big a fool as ever, just as narcissistic as ever, just as self-centered. You're still going to have self-centered thoughts. You may not do as much with them as you did 20 years ago, 10 years ago. You're still going to have them, and they, they, that kind of 
credential or that kind of showing up is not proof that that is a real being who is having those. No one's having those. That, that also is dependent origination. You cannot explain dependent origination. People do that. I think there's whole books written on it. I recommend you do not read books on dependent origination, particularly a little bit, maybe. If you do, study with Sangha so you don't get off on your own little trip about how well you understand uh, what somebody said about dependent origination, who's probably more confused than you are, but is very, very intellectual. This is not something to be thought about, something to be contemplated, yes. And then the thinking process may come up depending on your style, may come up, may go into something this way or that way or this way or that way. But do it with Sangha. If you know, as you perhaps have noticed, that's what we do here. We study with each other, not very comfortable. On the other hand, it can be very encouraging to do that, to see that everybody's having difficulty in one way or another. So the intention is we, re, we have a form to return to the intention to be with all things. The, one of the last of the three pure precepts. Do good, don't do harm, be with all things, simply put. And there's different, more complicated ways of saying that. Does anybody have any of those memorized? Raise your hand. Or just go, okay. so you're not so visible to others. You can also just do that. Do you know any of those? Do you know any of those? Give me one. Of the pure precepts? Yeah. The long form. Oh, I did not know. Anyone know the long form? Pure precepts. Go ahead. One of them, I think, is just live in, live in enlightenment or doing good. Oh, that's not too bad. I like that one. I've never heard of that one before. Where did you hear that from? Some other teacher? I thought it was from your precepts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I might have said that. <laughs> hmm. I'll go check. As soon as uh, Uno comes out of retreat, I'll ask her. But she has one more day tomorrow. What was I saying? Was there anything that, that we talked a little bit about this yesterday? Is anything comes up for you as far as a question? Yes, it is. Trying to understand how something is complete in the form it is already in before or without it becoming something else. So how like is communication or intention or meditation complete without it evolving, bowing? So the evolving part is, uh, is that's uh, ego is invested in things changing, evolving, into getting better, improving, or even maybe getting worse in some cases. Excuse me, but that which is that which is the truth isn't doing anything. It's not evolving. It's not getting bigger. That being said, it might be becoming more and more clear. You may get some flashes of it, but what you're getting flashes of is not something appearing. It is something disappearing your confusion your your cover-ups your uh, uh, stupid circular thoughts about the nature of everything based on usually on right and wrong judgment up and down back and forth past and future well, it used to be this way now it's no no nothing has happened find that out you can find that out you can understand that and you might still appear to yourself to your own consciousness and to everyone else's is slightly uh, off kilter or confused That's why it's so necessary to actually see this. So you, you don't, you don't need to come to me and say, so I think what I'm seeing is if you, if you do that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll say, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Keep going, keep meditating. But if you see what this is, you won't need to check in with me because it's not relative confidence. Go ahead. She's on bowing. Some time ago, you had us studying as a group, um, Long Champa and he, talks about natural perfection for the entirety of his book or the yes. book we were studying and with something like a intense emotion, anger, perhaps, could you say how anger is, is naturally perfect bowing? Uh, the anger itself isn't a, is a, is a obstructive or is opposed to something that is happening. So it's a, it's a reaction that is fueled by the belief in a self that has been wrong. So it's a, 
that's what's happening there. But if you see what it is, then you understand that through dependent origination, which there's no personhood, uh, the personhood is, is also dependently arisen, but you see it in its totality. You, you actually see the totality, not as items, but as totality. So you, you see it. So therefore, even though it is a, a you know, a, a whirlwind uh, in the eastern desert, which you're very aware of, but you also see the complete vastness of everything else. You, 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 you are the vastness. You see it and you are that at the same time. So you're not concerned about uh, fireworks over here or smoke. And you're not, you're not concerned about gentle breezes over here. You see the duality. You see dependent origination. You see that everything is without a self. You see that you, there's no solid center to who you are, what you are. And you're, you're unco you're, I'm not saying you're dismissive or uh, don't give a damn about living and dying, but you're, you understand that dying is part of the situation. It is, you can't have birth without death. So you see it as a totality and you don't take it personally because there's no person left to take anything personally. So when you see, when you have, when you anger comes up or when sad feelings come up, or maybe even depression of the sorts come up, just really negative, you wake up and you just, this is not good. You all know what I'm talking about. This is not, not something I'm introducing you, some kind of magical pointing out. It's not, it's just that what you, what arises in your mind is it. I don't care what it is. Anything that arises is, is, is the, uh, is, uh, oh, Be grateful for that. Be grateful. You can have a, a mind, eyes, nose, tongue, body. This is not free. And there's no fee. There's no, nothing is being charged. Unless you think there is. Unless you think you've got something coming. Unless you think you've got something going. You don't have to add on to that with your thoughts about it. Thoughts come up. Thoughts go away. Gratitude. attitude that you even have a human form this is a the gratitude is a way of working with the apparent individuality that grasps at itself and rejects the other or grasps at another and rejects itself some kind of warfare and it will help you see by taking sides in this particular way gratitude whatever shows up grateful grateful thank you very much whatever shows up it doesn't neutralize it, but it slows down the grasping at right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, war and peace, life and death, past and future. Buddhas and sentient beings, confusion and awakening. There is no positionality to awakening because there's nothing left. You won't see anything. It's only in the 16th when he was getting ready to pass into wherever he passed into, said nothing happens. And people perked up when they heard that. Because people fundamentally, you fundamentally know nothing is happening. I'm addressing that right now. You're hearing me right now. You don't need to understand this in the conventional way of how to fix your lawnmower. Shoto Bowing, you said we need to see what this is ourselves. Is that a result of the practice to see what this is, Bowing? No, it's not a result. Aren't you going to say, well, what is it then? Shoto Bowing. What is it then? I know. I can't, you know, I can say this is it. This is it. But you look for something else. You need to receive this. Everything that shows up in your mind stream, no care how devastating, how horrible, how painful, or how, how continuous, it just never going to, isn't just ever going to go away. Some people prefer... They th because they think they're a real being, they think they're solid, they think they can end it. <laughs> it's only funny because it's, it's so incredibly mistaken and leads right back to more torture chambers. See it yourself. See it with, with the forms that were given. Refuge in the Buddha is the example. Refuge in the Dharma as the truth. Refuge in the Sangha as the community. And, and mean it, intend it. More? 
Shoto Valley. Is seeing what this is the same thing as intending to see what this is? It won't separate out in the way you're asking the questions. It won't, you won't have the division happening there. If you see what it is, then it's everything all at once. As Coben said, everything all at once. You can't find a reference point anymore, even though the reference points are everywhere. You can see every it reference. Intending to see what this is. What was that? That was just me checking in on YouTube. Oh. Was that was that me? Or was that a recording of me? That was you. No. Yeah, Shoto. Oh. <laughs> I know it's hard to tell us apart. <laughs> yeah. Did you finish? Did I finish? Is anything finished? Has anything begun? That's pretty zenny, isn't it? Nothing happens. If you say that in a cartoon voice, it doesn't mean quite as much. Go ahead and do that. Nothing happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would have to call on you. That's better than mine. <laughs> You said to intend and mean it. How do we mean it? Repetition. Repetition. Don't you come in here in the morning before everybody else comes and prostrate? You've been doing that lately? That's intention. And that's a way of intending. You might have to find your own way. I don't set up a, a cultural form like has been done in the past in the Tibetan tradition and in the Japanese Soto Zen and all the other traditions to set up a format. You have to do it this way. We're, this is a hybrid. We're endeavoring to see what forms really are going to support our practice as monks and what practices maybe just come out of some kind of cultural bias, like What is that? Macho. That was necessary in the past. It was it was necessary to do that the way it looks. Not necessary these days. Not with wars happening everywhere. But it's that's the intention. There, there will be no results. If the results, then you have to intend a lot more. Return to the Buddha, the Dharma, and Sangha. Say it with your voice. Do it with your body, and bowing down or some kind of um, gesture seems to be important. The body might understand much quicker than the mind. And they're not even separate. They're just different uh, senses, sense of touch, sense of seeing, sense of smelling, sense of tasting, sense of hearing. Sir? <clears throat> Terry DePerrin has a question. Oh, no. Another question from Terry. Go ahead, Terry. So, Gazan, will you say more about saying thank you very much, slowing down? Is it slowing down consciousness? It seems disruptive and seems to move the focus from the difficulty. I'm not sure what you're asking me, but I would just say it's going to show up differently for different people. Some people may that be may be helpful to for you to continue on the path to un, have a deeper understanding of what this is all about, and with others it may just not not work so well. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're asking me. What is it you want to know? Simply, and I'll respond to that if I can. Cheese, I'm buying. What is an intention that's not about results? Bowing. You don't know where you're going. You don't know, you recognize the need for things, but you're not emphasizing that. You're em em emphasizing the need to see what this is. So that may be, um, it's more to use a more images or metaphor. It might, it's like looking into a dark woods, looking, looking into the darkness. So more, it's more about the looking, which is, of course, it, it, it turns into receiving. What you're receiving is, the results you're receiving is darkness. It may trigger fear. 
That's what seems to be important. Is that what you're asking for? Jeez, I'm bowing. It, in particular, when I intend to do something, there's usually an activity or an action that the intention is about. And is that intention um, different than what is intended? Bowing. So the idea there that uh, the way it shows up uh, for me is that it may come and go. It may may start to look for results somewhat. But it's a fixation. You're going to look for some kind of results. You can't help that. It's a fixation on the results and, and actually using the lack of results to, to invalidate the intention. So I'm not really getting anywhere. Maybe I need to go study under Thich Nhat Hanh, but you can't because he's passed on. But that rhymes. He was a great teacher. For some people, he was the only teacher. And for some people, probably not, probably not very many, but I may be the only teacher. And I may not be. As I often say, this is this doesn't work. Go somewhere else. Go find a go find a true teacher. If you don't think this is true. Less students is easier for me. That being said, if you ask me, no, don't leave, because whatever your experience in this direction, coming from this person, is what you need to hear, including your own opinions, ideas, and judgments about me or about the Sangha or about your Dharma sister or brother. That's the teaching. Everything is a teaching. It would have to be, wouldn't it? And I mean, I'm asking you, wouldn't it have to be a teaching? If it's ultimate truth, then every relative situation of plus, minus, right, wrong, up and down would have to be the words of the Buddha have to be the Buddha speaking directly to you out of every plant, every tree, every I'm not talking about romance here. I'm not talking about fluffy feelings about we're all one and I walk in the woods and that's my meditation. I don't need to sit. I just need to be one with nature. This is just utter uh, bullshit. You can't be one with something you've never been separate from. And if you're never separate from it, then you may not recognize it's your hand. It's the tree, it's the, the floor, it's the carpeting, it's your fingernails. Not separate. Separated, but not separate. Cynthia Bowing. Go ahead, Cynthia. Um, I find myself being tired of being patient and compassionate. <laughs> with a person, how do I work with that? Just receive that. Don't don't strain to be compassionate or pay, or patient because those are concepts. The actual patience and the actual uh, com, uh, compassion can't be seen. I mean, it can be seen relatively, but the fundamental nature of that, what you're headed towards there. So I, I wouldn't worry about. Uh, setting up a standard for yourself of uh, not being as compassionate as I would like to be. I'm not being as patient. I would say that it's just the intention to do that. It's not the accomplishment. If you start working with accomplishments, then we're talking about what Trungpa Rinpoche pointed out was uh, spiritual materialism, using spiritual techniques to get better, improve, advance, get more spiritual, get more one with everything. Mm. Cynthia Bowing. Thank you, Sokasan. You're welcome. Sir. Terry has a follow-up. He asks, is saying thank you very much, I have no complaints, a way of avoiding or getting out of difficult thoughts or emotions? Bowing. No. Because for quite a while, you're going to see how you don't really mean that. That's awareness. You're doing something you don't mean, but some some higher you could say higher some higher aspect of your understanding does understand. Just like there's no separate self, there's also no separate consciousness. Nobody owns consciousness. If you saw what this saw what if you see what this is without it's not you can't say it in words. You see what this is. You're not separate from anyone, any place, any time anything. You're also not the same as that. It's a 
contradiction in the sense of relative truth, and it's true in the sense of ultimate understanding. Question? Can we fail our intention? Can we fail? Yeah. That's the whole idea. In time, you see you can't do it. You do it anyway. You see that you can't do this. You're prostrating, bowing, saying I hundreds and hundreds, thousands of times, can't be done, can't do it, it's a failure. You do it anyway. You're, 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 you're in, you're, we're in a human realm, which is a heavily confused area of consciousness. And we're, we're, we're isolated in that by having a human form that we think is us. So look at the back of your hand for half an hour and switch to the other hand for another half an hour. Or look in the mirror, mirror, and see what is that with, with some kind of questioning. What you could say, who is that? But what is this? What is this human realm? That questioning gives you some separation that is a, a consciousness finding its own form. But in that area, you're actually looking at the actual form of consciousness, which is formless. You won't be able to find it. And that find that not finding is finding. You have to be, you have to do it. You have to be intent. You may need a Zogchen. You may need a, a Lama. You may need some kind of, you know, connection with somebody other than this person or this Sangha or this teaching. I don't know what you need to do, but you do. You're here. You're fully ordained as a monk. You're kind of trapped because you received these vows. And anybody who's received these vows is, is going to, going to gonna or going to uh, <clears throat> observe them if, I, if I'm here to support you more. No, Malin, can that failure help us see uh, our false identity, our mistaken yes. identity? Yes, because then you, once you stop fighting with a failure and try uh, trying to improve and you just, failure, failure, if you see that, you begin to see that there, there is no one prostrating. There's no, there's no one there. There's, there's no one home. Never has been. Now you're actually seeing it. It's devastating to ego. Or not. Maybe it isn't. Maybe you'll have a good time. I don't know. Perhaps. Unlikely. What happens to our intention then? Bye. That, uh, was there an intention? That's what happens to it. What intention? There was no intention. At times you say that you are intention. You are the intention. And so are you. Not to dismiss what I'm saying. You are too. But you have to actually do that. Whether you need to do prostrations or not, I don't know. I'm not at the point where I'm going to say everybody needs to do it. That. We're still looking at that. We're looking at the half prostration of the Zen tradition and the full prostration of the, the Kagyu tradition. We're, we're looking at those. We're looking at the, the Shambhala tradition. We're looking in a lot of different directions. And we're also looking at the way consciousness is hand, handled in lots of other ways, like deep consciousness work that we do, which I'm not going to go into that here, but it's working with, with deeper levels of consciousness that are only accessible if you go there. Consciousness always finds the form it needs. All you have to do is go there. You can go anywhere. You can meet the Buddha. Except you won't find anyone because you can't see yourself. More? Semi has a question. Semi. How do I deal with the fear around eating meat and the attachment to sourcing ethical sources of meat? I'm having a lot of thought births related to this area. So that's a, that's a valid question. And everyone's having those kinds of thoughts in different areas, including, uh, uh, well, let's put it this way. Look very closely at your intention about trying to improve or be good. You do not, you're not that important, Semi. Train your mind so that you can see rather than leave 
the, the fundamental nature of your consciousness for a bunch of thoughts about it. Because that's what the rest of the world, the confused world, the samsaric world is doing. They're figuring things out and calculating how many, what happens to these cows and what happens to those. Nobody's even considering what's happening to asparagus. Asparagus is consciousness itself arising. And if you don't eat the asparagus, it has no purpose. I'm just going to say it very, very intensely, relatively. If you do not eat cows, they have no reason to be here. When I say reason, that's not true. But it's a way of looking at dependent origination through the eyes of ego, through the eyes of the self-centeredness, of purpose, no purpose. Having a humane situation for animals is important. Our modern uh, industry does not doesn't give a damn. They think that, like my stepfather told me when I was very, very young, it does not hurt a fish to put a, a hook through its mouth. Or it does not hurt an angleworm to be put on a hook. Why did he lie to me about that? Is it because he actually thought that? It's that kind of a thing. You need to, Semi, you need to do it. Don't believe your thoughts, but believe, uh, don't believe that. Don't believe anything, but don't ignore anything. That's, that's, a, that's a good area to, to ask questions in. It's about consciousness. It's not about right and wrong. If you go into right and wrong, then you're going to be at war with everybody. All the people who think vaccinations don't work or they're bad or it's a, it's a, the Russians are behind all that or just... It's just uh, the discursive thought there is just, what's the word? Uh, I think it's a Sanskrit word, yeah, insufferable. It's insufferable. But you can do this with, with your consciousness. You can sit down and understand your life and your consciousness yourself. But you might have to spend a lot of time on the cushion looking at the wall. If I missed what you, it was you wanted to know, you can paraphrase yourself. Go ahead. You tell us not to believe what you say, but sometimes I can't find help but to have some sort of belief about it. No, I'm ready to respond if you're ready to listen. It's not when I say don't believe, I know you can't stop doing it. I can't stop doing it. But it's about being aware of belief and disbelief, not about improving, oh, I suddenly don't believe anything. So I say don't believe, don't disbelieve, don't look away. By, ha by using those concepts to come into the consciousness helps you see more clearly the way in which you're, you're locked down on something you just think is true. Or another uh, situation where you think, even though that's been showing up and some people really align themselves and live their whole life by that, you disbelieve that. That's a misunderstanding. And it's very disrespectful to people who are living their life in that confused manner of belief or disbelief. So it's about being aware. This is what we're endeavoring to do here. If I have anything to say about it, you do not have to be somebody else. You can be who you are. You can be this incarnation and be the karma that shows up as this person who is really good at sports or this person who is, really has a, a miserable time uh, uh, being depressed or another person who has uh, uh, addictions and has difficulty with that. You can actually be aware of what that situation is. And then if there's a possibility within the, within the, the, the incredible balance of dependent origination, Pratitya Samudpada, you actually see where you're at there and you don't, you're no longer at war with anything because you know who you are. You know that you're going to live for a certain length of time and then, then this human form is going to die, but who you are can't die. You've transcended this world without even walking out the door. You're still raking leaves. You're still feeding cats. <laughs> They're hungry. I need to feed them. So you're relating to things as they are in, in their fundamental earthiness. You're here, your feet are on the ground. Uh, intend, intend, intend. Alternating more. What does the belief cover up? It covers up the, the what it actually is. You're not separate from it. You're not separate from anything. From the worst tyrant to the most angelic human being that's ever lived. She show.
Kishwaming, who intends? Bye. Thank you. A very good question. Who intends? The intention it starts out as a as self-centeredness, as ego, as just uh, the ego uh, doesn't want to be miserable either. Uh, that aspect of consciousness that curls up into a ball of paranoia or, or uh, um, artificial confidence based on relative situations, being born, uh, being very, very intelligent, and pretty much smarter than anyone, everyone else around you. That, that fuels the ego. Not wrong. Not, we're not here to correct that situation. So when you come, we come back to the question of who, it starts out as being you. Uh, I want to, I know when I was first reading Dharma books uh, hundreds of years ago, whenever it was, it was, it, it was like, I'm trying to find out how I can just stop having these feelings or these emotions or being this, I could see how crazy and self-centered I was. And I don't like it, but it, ego actually gets on board with that. And it's like, as Trungpa Rinpoche used to say, ego cannot witness its own funeral. I would go further or go a little, a little bit, a little bit different angle with that and say, there's not going to be a, any funeral for something that was never real in the first place. So it's even worse than that or better. You don't have to get rid of something that's unreal. It's like, it's for, it'll be different for different people. It's something like having a puppet sit on your, you know, what do they call those? Marionettes are the ones on strings. Puppets are the ones on the hands. What's the one that sits on your knee and you have a string in the back and you go, hi, my name is Charlie McCarthy. Like a ventriloquist dummy. Ventriloquist dummy. Right, a dummy. <laughs> and so it eventually the ego starts taking that kind of, it, it stops being so much uh, you speaking and you start to realize that your words are like, they're like they're just being churned out by some kind of something that's based on hope and fear, hope for something better, fear of something worse. Ego will no, negotiate with that aspect of the consciousness that is, uh, uh, that is uh, not attached to or, or uh, fixated on a, an, on consciousness as being somebody, it will try to join that and even negotiate. I won't bother anything. I just want to attain enlightenment. I'll be okay. I won't harm anything. I'll, I'll stop acting egotistical. Just let me be there too. Maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> Maybe that only happens to me. So yeah, you don't have to get rid of a dummy. Just stop pulling its strings. And it isn't even something you would stop. You would just you just see this. You know, it's like how you walk down the road and see a piece of wood on the side of the road. You this piece of wood keep on going, even though it has eyes. Jake Bowing. Go ahead, Jake. Um, does suffering fuel intention or motivate intention, Bowing? Yes. Going back to Chi Shou's question, I would say, I would say that it, it, who sees it? I would say it's consciousness only, but there's no identity there. The personality may be there, but it's unreal. So, so therefore, it gets to do whatever it wants. You could say it might get on stage and it might dance around and it might make stupid jokes, or it might even be fearful or irritated with somebody's position or somebody's what somebody's saying. But it's unreal. As Trungpa Rinpoche says in the Sadhana Mahamudra, vividly unreal and emptiness, yet there is still form. Vividly unreal. You see, it's unreal, but you can, it responds to the relative situation. You touch a match to it, if it's wood, it's going to burn. Go ahead, Chisho. Kishwain, is it just a lucky coincidence then that consciousness? has chosen to uh, adopt an intention, the intention to see this in only some people. Well, I, I think it's so complicated and variable and the, the nature of consciousness uh, as, it, as it shows up as forms is, is just, it's impossible. I mean, you might as well pick out one of the glomeruli in the, ki in the kidneys and say, that's the center of the universe. Might as well. You can you can position anything so that it will reflect some kind of everything's included idea, but the actuality of it is the way I'm looking at it. It's not separate. It's, so therefore, anything that anything that shows up as consciousness only, 
it may look like a soft to uh, the person next to you. Uh, it may even look like a soft to you somewhat, but you also at the same time, not to. You see that what you see is a lie and what you see is uh, what sees it is not are not two separate things. So you could say consciousness is a lie. And just like Picasso said, uh, painting, uh, a painting is a, a lie that reveals the truth. And if you if you are familiar with uh, his uh, ability to put shapes and colors and spaces and lines together in such a way that it's an astonishing uh, realization of what it was that he was able to do. But you can't just walk in casually in a gallery and spend a minute or two minutes in front of each painting. You need to take one of those, sit down in front of it and look at it, receive, receive, receive. Look at it so long that you're not even thinking anymore. You're just receiving. And then you'll see the why he was uh, considered a genius. Jake Bowing. Yes, sir. Um, does intention, especially for a beginner, I guess, does intention need to be held at the forefront of the mind or closer to the forefront, Bowing? Don't hold anything, return. Don't, don't hold on to anything. Don't hold on to anything. But use the forms. Use some people really need a strong form. That's what this monastery is for. So far, it was how many, how many are there? 12? 12 people who are monks. But there are other people who aren't monks and maybe never will be monks, but are practicing just like monks. So as far as I'm concerned, they're monks. They're treated like monks somewhat. We have to differentiate some. So we have meetings that are just for monks because those people want a heavier hammer on the head, you could say. And some of them, uh, I have monks here that just won't live here, even though I tell them to live here over and over again, live here, live here, come here, and they'll tell me several reasons why they can't do that, even though they're monks. Did they, did they do something wrong? No, no, they haven't done anything wrong. Right and wrong are extra, we don't need those. It doesn't, right and wrong are just like deliberately ignoring something. We can't stand to not have a conclusion about, is this right or is that wrong? Sometimes we even say, is that good or is that bad? We immediately leave our incredible positionality as a separate, separated living being to see what's in front of us for having some kind of a concept about it. So we don't have to look at that, that situation anymore that is not what coalesced into something more solid like green paint or red skyline. Semi has another question. How do I work with the desire to know something and feelings of right and wrong? Well, if you you ask the question, so I'm telling you that right and wrong are, are, are dependent, dependent on the very structure of that belief, belief, belief uh, and uninspected belief that there is a right and a wrong. And it's not that you could look out in any situation and see some people are doing things that are relatively are right or good or correct. Some people are doing things that are incorrect or wrong or misunderstood. But that's that's just the surface of it. You can do that all day long, all night long, for the rest of your life. Most people are doing that. They live out of right and wrong. And they validate, self-validate. Well, it's just what you have to be. But there are people who are terrible criminals who justify what they're doing and saying, well, look at the world. I have to survive. I have to do it this way. The world is crazy. The government's crazy. Everybody's crazy. So why wouldn't I be a member of the mafia? Why wouldn't I? At least I have a family. It's like a gang in Detroit. Why wouldn't I? Why, why would I obey all these crazy people? My mother, my father, who probably were uh, addicts or whatever, just abusive. Now I find my, my homies. I'm, I've got a, a family, even though they're robbing people. So it's it's the only way. Only way I can uh, can help understand, uh, help you understand that is to help you turn to your mind and have a way of practicing. This is a way, not the only way. I'm sure, there are other ways. This is a way. Sit down, hold still, and this is not going to be easy. You've been here forever. This human form that you're in right now is fairly limited, of course. This is not the first time. This is not your first rodeo. How's it going? If a situation is triggering something in us um, and it seems circular, repetitive, mm -hmm. 
is there a way to soften that or yeah what's a skillful way to deal with that okay skillful way to deal with that and it's that's there's a lot of elaborations and i have no idea what the story is behind it but the way you're presenting it without giving me chapter and verse so to speak is to say let it get worse don't fight it by fighting it, it it intensifies in a different area of the consciousness and we'll start crawling up the drain pipe and it'll get into the attic and you'll have what headaches or all kinds of other things come up that it needs to be acknowledged relative truth your life don't miss it live it all the crap that client that the difficulty that comes up needs to be there not because you got it coming like a person who's done something wrong but because the causes and conditions that arose way before this particular birth time of yours uh have uh, that's why you're here this needs to be lived live it don't miss your life more there's more there come on if that shows up as looking at a pile of dog crap in the in your path and you feel like you could just step around that is is uh not fighting it just like intentionally stepping into that well put some boots on you know what i'm saying by that no I'm saying be very aware of what it is that you're working with. It's shitty, it smells, and it's sticky. You're using that image, so I'm going to use, I am going to use that image. But you're going to need to go through it. A lot of time, uh, not all the time, but a, a lot of times going around it, it has kind of avoidance that just that sets up a pattern. Anything to, anytime anything's difficult, you avoid it. And you'll avoid it. If you're in a relationship with somebody and it gets difficult, one of the ways to, to avoid it is just to get out of the relationship or blame the relationship for just being in the path. I didn't invite you here. You have no right to be here. Follow me a little bit. What's showing up in your mind stream, what's showing up in your life stream, especially if you're here in this monastery, which you're here every day, just about, it's, it, it needs to show up. You're, it's very difficult. And it's, you're very unlucky in one way because you showed up here, but you're very lucky in, in, in other ways because you're going to get, if you keep you keep uh, returning and returning, what you're doing with that proxy you're wearing, you return, you return, you return, you eventually, over time, stop fighting with everything. You also don't accept everything. That's another ploy of ego. You're just going to accept everything. Don't accept anything. Look at it. Just observe it. See it. So that Because if you accept, you actually start to cover up and get a credential for a, a or accepting. And this can carry you through months, if not years, of just hiding out in an, in an, an attitude of acceptance. More? Zuka bowing. If it feels like something, we're getting to the point of like just white knuckling and ego is just going to, oh, I'm just going to push through this and keep looking at it. And it is there a way to soften that a little, I mean, without well, completely avoiding it? Well, the, the softest way is just return to the wall as much as you can. And you know, uh, as I've said, I'm not saying it sitting an hour a day won't be helpful to you, but from my experience or my, what I've been looking at for a long time, it's going to take more than an hour a day. It'll take a lot longer, a lot more time just turning everything off, so to speak, sit down, hold still, nothing's moving, and then just watch what continues to move in the mind stream. And then you're seeing exactly what, it's just like you were, if you were, a, a, you were a, a internal combustion engine, and you just were able to diagnose yourself somewhat. It's like you, you stop just trying to function and uh, to modify yourself, and you're just able to look and see that, see what this is fundamentally. It's not a very good metaphor, but that's what comes up. It's like you're able to see deeper into this and see that things are exactly what they need to be. No longer taking your life personally. That's a way of saying it that helps a little bit, but it doesn't help near as much as the fundamental help that you will, you will get by being aware. Because awareness eventually drops off. The personhood drops away and there's just awareness. And there is no reference point for awareness. Awareness is lost in space. It's not even lost because there wasn't anyone there in the first place. So even the feeling of being lost, feeling of being lonely goes away. There isn't anyone but you. That's not super ego. 
it's not that, but there, there isn't whatever you're looking at, that, that's it. You're doing this. You are consciousness only. So is everyone. But if you don't realize it, then you'll fight with other things or agree with other things or ignore other things more. Probably, but I... One last thing. Remember, if you want to return to one teaching that may help you, life is suffering. And he was not bullshitting us. He didn't say part of the time. He didn't say, well, not really, not all the time. Sometimes they're happy. No, life is suffering. Until you realize that, you won't really understand the truth of the Buddhist teaching. Then you can go on to all the other fancy ones, but that's a really important one. You say, well, of course, it's suffering. So pain of pain, the pain of the composite, the pain of conditioned existence, and the pain of alternation. However you want to break it down, it's happening in different ways. Just, re just receive. Just, just receive. That doesn't mean that you don't bandage your wounds, or that doesn't mean that you don't take care of yourself in relative ways, but those are very relative. There's not much warfare going on and trying to, um, you know, maybe stop eating something you're allergic to or something. I'm not saying we're going to ignore what doctors say, but we don't almost agree necessarily. I'm not I'm not saying we're going to, going to ignore all the crazy politics in the world and the opinions and ideas, especially on health and things like that. You consider it, look at it, but a lot of confusion there. Only you're really going to know what you need to do for yourself. Even the teacher uh, is not going to be able to tell you, give you um, advice um, like a, possibly a therapist would. You have a therapist? No. Do you need one? No. I don't think so. But no, I, guess I, don't. I don't think so either. You say that. Do it with consciousness. Some people can't do that. They need to have somebody to talk to because they can't, they can't, they don't have the tools to get themselves out of that incredibly powerful fixation or belief on something that could lead to their own self-immolation or something because they're so, they believe it so intensely. It's so painful. Not that there aren't people who, in, in the practice, who aren't in that intense uh, stranglehold on, that ego has, but, but, and, use both of those words, uh, awareness, awareness, strengthen the awareness, which is, it's not so much strengthening, it's just less grasping at the things that cover it, cover it up, less affirmation of fear, affirmation of things, just, but. Is there a way to work with a Dharma gate? that doesn't have the energy of like shoving your face into it i'm not that's not a teaching of mine shoving your face into it you're doing that to yourself it that's shows a, that's up ego. That way ego does that dharma isn't shoving your face anywhere what this, does... this is no longer used that macho tool that was necessary at one time probably was conditionally situationally necessary we're not doing that go ahead what does it look like to work with a Dharma gate that doesn't have that forced energy? You watch it, the Dharma, if you recognize it as a Dharma gate, you watch it when it shows up, you don't do anything with it. No pushing, no pulling away, no shoving your head into it. No, no accomplishment mentality. Just look at it. Just, it's just a gate. You'll see hinges. You might see a latch. You might be able to open it. You might be, you might feel paralyzed when you look at that gate. That's the awareness, not opening the gate. The awareness, the awareness, the awareness is aware of the fixation of the lockdown of something that, that causes you not to move. When you look at that deeper through awareness, you see that what's preventing you from going through that gate is fear. And what comes up when you have fear that you don't want to look at? Anger. Have you noticed? Anger. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is it important to know what the fear is of? Oh, not really. In, you know, psychoanalysis or different kinds of therapy, that may be important, but those, those, those people are being worked with on a level that that's all they can do. They can't do this kind of uh, uh, liberation. Awareness, awareness. It's about awareness. As Trungpa Rinpoche said, in his book, The Myth of Freedom, the function of the, you need the teacher so you can leave the teacher. You need the teacher long enough so that the teacher can say, look here, look here, look here, and then you leave the teacher. You might not leave the Zendo. You might not leave the 
the Sangha. You won't leave, you won't leave the three jewels necessarily, but you're, you actually are, everything is teaching you. Everything, everywhere you look is saying, not separate, not separate. Everything is preaching the Buddha's Dharma, everywhere. Every piece of shit in front of you. It's a realization, it's not a belief. It's not even uh, true, relatively. Good luck. You have another one? That's a good one. Yeah, just remembered you saying, put some boots on. Yeah. Oh. What is that? Oh, take a, a break from it. In other words, you're seeing it's, it's sticky, it doesn't work. Well, it's you need, you're going to need to go through it, but you might need to sit down for a minute and put some boots on. In other words, you might need to um, stay out of the Zendo, or you might need to come into the Zendo. You might need to go and sit for a four-hour block set, and actually sit right down in that mess. But situationally, you also, depending on what has gone on in the last three days, three weeks, three minutes, three hours, uh, three kalpas, or kotis of kalpas. You know what that means? Or do I? Long time. <laughs> Long time. I think Chishou could tell us what a koti is, couldn't you, Chishou? Chishou, yeah, koti is uh, one more than a, one less than a billion. One oh. zero less than a billion. So, 100 million. But, oh, thank you. Is that all? Long time. You can do it. Just continue. Continue, continue, continue. Return to the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. Return to the teacher, the teaching, and the community. And don't have to fasten on any one of them. Just keep going. I'll take one more question if there is one. Yes, go ahead. A few on YouTube. Let me have them. Let me have them, not let me. Let me. Ian Zigterman asks, what Happy do birthday, Ian. Is it Ian Zigterman? Yeah. Oh, it's his birthday. Isn't it? You're not keeping track of Ian these days? Go ahead, Ian. What do I do when I see that my conduct is out of alignment with my intention? Just observe it. You, you wouldn't ask that ask the question if you were seeing that and had a way of pulling that back or adjusting your, which you could do. If it's situational, you might just adjust your conduct. But if that's, no. it's, it's, it's such a incredibly important as far as the situation itself and what all the different variables that would co up, come up in something that you've just generalized about. But if you're asking for what it sounds like, if I just take it as a general generality, just observe. I mean, if, if it's just like one dead body after another, because you keep murdering people, then might have to talk about that a little bit more. But I mean, if it's just uh, you're someone is saying something or doing something and you're making a, a inconsiderate remark to them and you keep kind of spouting off to someone and you might you know you might have to just watch that for a while rather than try to correct it ahead of time because then you miss what it's about you miss the fundamental understanding about that digression into me 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 and my stuff and what i need and what i don't need yeah. question from spool string where have you been spool string <laughs> That's my question for Spoolstream. Go ahead. I've been confusing single-pointed of concentration with Shikantaza for a while. The more I something, the less I'm trying to chase. How do I apply this principle, the Bodhisattva principle, please? Well, I the, my response is going <laughs> to show up in how it shows up. But uh, shikantaza is not single-pointed concentration. Shikantaza might be said to be the opposite. Uh, it's just you sit down, hold still. And this is the way I teach it. I'm not saying there aren't great Zen masters who teach otherwise. Go ahead. Go ahead. Study with somebody else if you wish. But the way I teach it is just receive. It's utterly radical and simple and minimal. 
sit down, the only thing you're really doing is you're holding your body in a symmetrical posture without maintaining it. This means that if it starts to collapse, you come back. And if you start to get sleepy, fall asleep. And so there's nothing to maintain. If you're trying to maintain single-pointed concentration you, you, and you endeavor, you're endeavoring to, you're asking me questions, so I think you, there's no point in asking me questions and studying in someone else and someone, uh, under someone else going on and on down the, I mean, there's all kinds of teachings out there. If you go on YouTube, I mean, you'd never have time to meditate. You'd still be, you'd just be listening to new YouTube videos. And some of them are very, very, there are teachers who are very inspiring to listen to, but they have no practice. And if they do have a practice, uh, it's not what? Chicken tada, something else. Not wrong. If you're doing Shini and Laktong, Shamata Vipassana, you just need a teacher. You need someone that you can, can teach you about how that separation of shikantaza into mindfulness awareness works. Just as valid as shikantaza, just different. I know I practiced it for three, three, four decades, three, close to four decades before I stopped teaching it. I was actually practicing that and, and teaching what I was told to teach. That I was practicing shikantaza for a long time. I just couldn't help it. And at the time, I thought, well, I'm just too lazy to practice Shini and Lakton. So I'm just sitting here. Seemed to be a good idea. Eric, do you remember, remember me teaching Shikantaza 20 years ago? No. What was I teaching? And feeling guilty about it. Really, I was thinking, why am I telling people this? I'm not doing this. It's what I was told to do by my teacher, so I did it. Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you.